You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pilot Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, but not just any episode of At The Diner. This one was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We're talking Obi-Wan. I'm so goddamn excited about this. I can't even, like, I'm I'm not a huge Obi-Wan fan, let me be clear, Um, as a character. Like, I actually prefer the Anakin slash Luke. Like, I I prefer Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader more. That's more compelling to me. But that's what... This means is because of Obi-Wan, we're going to get more Darth Vader stories. So I'm super stoked about that. And I know the guys I got on the podcast are just as stoked about it as well. And we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan exclusively on this episode. Joining me, as always, when it comes to At The Diner episodes, I've got Mr. MC Brooks. I've got Mr. James Rambo. And let's jump right in. Let's talk about uh, the new Obi-Wan series. I'm not sure why they decided to do the early release, but God bless them for doing it. Um, but also goddamn them for doing it because at midnight I was like, I don't need to watch this. And I'm like, eh, maybe I'll start it, get halfway in and then I'll stop. <laughs> Finish the first episode. I'm like, well, I'm already an episode in. I might as well do both. Like, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, but it was so worth it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed everything about this. Um, I don't know if I'm wearing the nostalgia slash I love Star Wars glasses that are coloring my perspective on this, but I didn't really find much fault in it. And I I, I can't even think of any criticisms that I have of it at all. Um, Other than it it, it brought up a lot of questions that I have, because now I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do with this? Um, But I, I thought that... I thought Ewan McGregor settled into the character immediately. Like, I know that he had said, like, I had a really hard time finding the voice for Obi-Wan coming back to this character. I I feel like this is exactly who he should have been, where he should be at. Um, 
my sh- uh, shout out to Joel Edgerton as uh, uh, Owen Lars. Like, fuck that. That was one of the most like emotionally moving scenes I've ever seen in Star Wars. And like so understated, it wasn't over the top. It was just like it was one quick line and just the look on his face. But also too, shout out to this dude who has altered his voice to sound more like the guy who played the original Owen Lars. Because when he first, and it makes sense because he's older now, but like when he first played Owen Lars in the prequels, he was like, hey, I'm Owen Lars and this is my girlfriend, Beru, and I'm having fun on a desert planet. And now he's like <laughs> grizzled and like he's got like a gravelly aspect to his voice and it's fuck just, God, that guy's a good actor. Um, I, I loved the Inquisitors. I thought they were great. I loved that the way that they played, they have that feel of like that scary, but like not like screaming in your face scary, but like, I love the back and forth. I love that they're portraying the Sith like they should be as like backstabbing douchebags. Like I'm, I'm, I'm digging the shit out of this. And like, there's so many little nods that are going on. Like, I, I, I could gush. Like, I'm, I, I need to stop. I need to like pace myself because I got other people on the podcast. Um, we started MC. We started with you in the last episode when we did uh, Rescue Rangers. Uh, Rambo, let's start with you. Uh, give me your thoughts on Obi Wan so far. Um, I don't know why. In retrospect, it makes total sense, but I'm surprised at how much the the Luke and Leia are factoring into this. How much the kids are in this. Um, and it's a really good idea. I was sure that most of the show is going to take place in Tatooine. I'm glad it's not because that shit is boring to look at. Um, yeah, no, I've been really pleased with it. I, I like that they're doing this like reluctant gunslinger thing with Obi-Wan where he's he's not just, you know, oh, I'm out of that life. It's I'm scared to go back to that and I don't want to have anything to do with it. Um and I, you know, it's a it's a big deal that like in the second episode he's able to actually use the force again, and um, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I am I am I am thoroughly enjoying this. I <laughs> every time they showed all around, I'm like, you fuckers are just making people sad. All you're doing <laughs> is you are setting it up like, hey, you know how in a New Hope when you heard that all around was destroyed, and you're like, oh, that's sad. And then you just moved on, like nothing happened. Um, now, when you watch that movie, <laughs> you're gonna feel a real pain, a real, real, real pain in your heart about how, oh no, Bale's dead, and 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 Leia's mom, and like all those servants that we saw, and all those people that we saw. Oh no, um, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 playing with. Um, the sentimentality of everything. I, I I like that they are essentially um, refocusing people on the prequels and kind of shifting perception on those. Um, because I know I have my opinions about those movies, <laughs> but that, that's not to say that we haven't gotten good things t- because of those. Um, like this show wouldn't exist uh, without those without those movies, um, but I, I think it's an interesting way to bridge a gap between um, 
the prequels and the the original trilogy both both narratively and metatextually between the audiences because traditionally the people who love the prequels are like kind of meh about the original trilogy uh and the people who like the original trilogy cannot stand the prequels um and so I like that this is sort of like bringing together both parties. Um, I, you know, I have little gripes. Like I thought that some of the dialogue was a little clunky in places and um, nothing big, just, I mean, like to the point, like I can't even really think, you know, think of an example. Um, oh, there was, <laughs> there was the one scene between third sister and the, and the, uh, the inquisitor where I was like, this, this is this is a back and forth that is so much like one upsmanship that it almost feels like comedy. Like yeah. you don't see what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, you know, yeah. like, well, you be careful. Oh, I'll be careful. You watch how I be careful. And <laughs> like, all right, like I get it. I get what we're going for, but like yeah, pull back a little bit. Um I you know, one one of my favorite things is is a thing that we've seen a lot of in like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I mean, it's just it's a Star Wars trope in general. Is the variety of aliens, of mm-hmm. creatures, and like things we just don't see. There's a guy when they're on Coruscant, right? In the second no. episode, no. What like as far as where Leia gets? Taken? Yeah, no, that's not Coruscant. That's yeah. um, okay. shit. I can't remember the name. Is of the this planet. something with a D? I thought it was just the name of the city. Yeah, I that, doesn't matter. Pretty sure it's um, not Coruscant. I mean, it might be shit. Like, let me research it. I, I know. I just see I just fucking see the internet at my like, fingertips. You know, like uh, Planet Side City. I just assumed that was what it was. Um, but yeah, when he when he first lands, there's a quick shot of a guy who has facial tattoos, and I was like, "Is that is that a dude who's from the same race as Maul?" And then later on, he shows up, and he's got the fucking ant- like the fucking antlers, the horns. I was like, it is. Yeah. It's yeah, this fucking yeah. guy. Um, Zabrak, yeah. That's the race. Little shit like that, where I'm like, that's that's good world building, where it's it's very subtle. And like, again, you don't have to know, but if you know, and it's, it just makes it all the better. Um, the city's name is Dayu. Dayu, yes. Dayu. Oh, it's a planet, actually. The episode begins when we see Obi-Wan's arrival on a new planet in the Star Wars City universe, planet, Dayu. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I I like how McGregor is playing it. It's just like almost like in pain all the time. He's just so depressed and he's so put like put upon. Um, there's there's some subtle shit here too. Yeah. Uh, in the first in the first fuck. episode, he tries to reach out to Qui Gon, and he can't. Did you guys notice yeah. that? Which kind mm-hmm. of implies like yeah. is 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 this a thing that he's been able to do in the past? Or is he just so desperate now that he's trying to? Or has he been trying this entire time and he's not been able to do it? Which also like, implies like Liam Neeson's going to show up on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, one, of the, one of the yeah one of the rumored cameos. Um, I just, just want to state right there, real quick, and and then I'll um, the fact that he might show up. Fucking James Earl Jones' voice is going to show up. Um, we're gonna get to see. We got to see Hayden Christensen at the very end, looking like, fucking scary too. Like right I, <laughs> I just like I don't. 
I'll save my my rant for for later. But like, uh, okay, yeah. The fact that there's going to be so and fucking Jimmy Smith showed up. Like, I I love that they're giving these characters and these actors, and they're showing up and like just killing it. Like, yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I appreciate that we're getting to see these actors play these characters in the way that we know they could have been played. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I I get I get that there's a lot of love for the prequels from from the younger generation. That's fine. Dialogue blows. Miss me with this shit about there being good performances throughout because for the most part, they are flat. They're flat and they're boring. I would have been much more interested and engaged in those movies if these actors had been allowed to actually do their jobs. Yeah. Um, But that's neither here nor there, you know. But as, as as soon as I realized that we were on Alleron in the first episode, I was like, Jimmy Smith is going to be there. And then sure enough, he walked out like, oh, like yeah. Smith. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It is. Um, I'm very curious how they're going to handle Christensen, uh, Christensen as Vader and almost certainly bringing back um, James Earl Jones as Vader's voice. Um, do we just get a lot of footage of Christensen outside the suit? Um, because the, you know, as, as famously shown in, in the end of Revenge of the Sith, the sound of James Earl Jones is the voice modulator on the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how does that work? Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see more of this show. I was very pleased with what we got so far and I'm, I'm sure it'll only get better. They and they they play with that too in uh, Rebels, the animated series. So um, at one point, Ahsoka fights Vader and takes a chunk out of his mask, and like because she realizes, like, because Vader says to her, like they're fighting, and she's like, you know, I thought you might have been my former master, but there's no way my master would have been this cruel. And he says to her in the James Earl Jones voice, Anakin Skywalker was weak. I killed him. And they they they're fighting and fighting and fighting and he and she takes a chunk out of his mask and you can see his eye through it. And he turns to her and he says, Ahsoka, and it's this like kind of mishmash of the James Earl Jones voice and the animated series actor uh, who played oh, Anakin. Shit. That's really cool. And she turns and looks at him and she goes, Anakin. And she goes, I won't leave you, not again. And you see him like pondering everything, like. And then he looks at her and he goes, then you will die. And both of their voices. And I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, that's what I'm those fucking shows. I'm thinking that this is going to be like that. Like we're going to get, I don't know. He might not talk because he may not take off the mask, but I got a feeling that we're going to get some flashback shit with him. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering about that. Like, yeah. To what degree we're going to, we're going to see him outside the suit. Yeah. And will it be modern? Will it be flashbacks? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, um, MC, go ahead. Yeah. I don't, I'm so excited. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, I mean, you both and all of our listeners know I'm the noob (laughs) to the star Wars, uh, star Wars fandom. So I honestly, because I have not seen the prequels watching this without knowledge of what is to come beyond the original trilogy that's kind of the intrigue for me the the intrigue with this with this series for me because i I very much enjoy the original trilogy very very much i I think those are those are great and of the like 
five to six times I've tried to watch episode one. It's just, it just was not hitting for me. Um, you and everybody else, man. Yeah. Just, I'm mean, well, I mean, there are people, I've, I know people who defend like those movies. I, I won't, but I know people who, who, who <laughs> defend those movies. Um, but, but just going into it with like just the, the little bit of knowledge that I have and also almost, Watching this is like its own thing without knowing anything that is to come or because of what has happened in like Rebels or the you know, anything else. I've dug the shit out of the show. And even with me being new to it, it's not hard to kind of pick up on the like reluctant hero as Rambo kind of alluded to. I picked that up, I picked up on that in episode one. Like, oh, he doesn't actually he's like he's not trying to get back into this life. Like not like not at all. But he's gonna get dragged back into it because that's that's the show at least you know the show so far um i've thought everything we've gotten so far the the acting performances have been have been dope the, the fight scenes or the action scenes outside of one in particular have all been great um the one like and it's not even a big gripe but when leia gets when leia gets confronted by the people who are there to kidnap her yeah there's like when she starts running and then there's like a half second that like all of them are just standing there, not moving. <laughs> I'm like, so you want her to outrun you? Like, why are you, why are, like, why are none of you running after her? Like, so I kind of, I kind of know that, but it's, I mean, that's not, that's not really much of a, much of yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I know I've, I've, I've pretty much, I've enjoyed everything. I, I like, I, I like the Inquisitors. I, I like Kenobi. Um, the, the um, Hayden Christensen's appearance at the end of the episode was frightening, but even like the reveals at the end of episode two, or just wow. like it was just like wait, because like shout out to Reva. I know that a lot of nerd, a lot of people fucking hate Reva, and they are calling her all sorts of bitch on the internet right now. But I like her. I I like her character, and it's it, it reminds me a little bit of kind of like the reaction to Korra from the legend of Korra and that when you see a character who's kind of like badass and kind of has a little bit of arrogance to go with her they're like oh yeah no fuck that bitch she needs to die Let me, i like I, I like reva's character yeah to this point and like i'm curious to see what they're like what it, like what her direction in particular is going to uh be in this show and also like what her like because because I'm assuming based on the opening sequence that part of her wanting to be like what part of her revenge is because she was the kid that we saw at the beginning for order 66. Right. She was one of the younglings that yeah, that was yeah. honestly, that's my, that's my, yeah. Same with this too. Yeah. Which also like that show wastes no fucking time. Yeah. Like it opened, like, it opened and then you see the kids and I was like, oh no, it's going to go And I'm like, we're about to see some bad shit. <laughs> I, I, I have a ton of, like, I, I want to know, like, like, how does she know? And like, what, like her connection to Kenobi and then ultimately what her arc is going to be. Because I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, oh, well, she's obviously like, she, they're going to offer in like the penultimate or the finale and we can all rejoice when the bitch is dead, and what I'm, the fuck? yeah, I'm like it, it's it's just it's it's very over the top. But I'm I'm curious. Um, it's 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 honestly uh, getting my interest in Star Wars like back up again. Like maybe I'll 
you know, read read the synopsis for the prequels and you know honestly man episode two and episode three are worth watching episode one is is just clunky it takes forever to get anywhere and like just know that like what happens with it and like maybe watch like the last like 30 minutes of it so you can watch the the lightsaber duel which is dope but like the rest of the movie is just kind of kind of drags yeah no i mean that's kind of that's 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 really what i would like what i got from it um but yeah, I'm 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 really curious. It's getting my it's getting like my interest in Star Wars up again. Yeah. So, so now part of me wants to like, yeah, maybe I should go watch Rebels and Clone Wars. And uh, I yeah. think you both have recommended Rogue One to me. Yes. Uh, before. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, stuff to, to to watch, so it's getting my interest. <coughs> and I mentioned this to y'all yesterday. Like all the promo material for the show, we have already seen all the promo material was in the first was in these first two episodes yeah so we are very in the dark as far as what's to come like we can't we don't have any frame of reference as to okay well maybe this scene happens at the end or maybe this character pops up in this moment here but was edited out for like we have none of that to go for and mike i know you were excited because we we don't know what the fuck is going to happen next we're completely blank state next week that's that's a genius move that is a genius move because what that does is what ends up happening a lot of times with Star Wars is like people see one snippet of something and then they set their expectations really, really high. Perfect example of this is Boba Fett. We just assume that this is what's going to happen. And like we piece it together by not giving us that again. Now we have no idea where it's going to go. So I think that's going to be even better. Um, I wanted to comment real quick on the Reva character. She's arrogant. She's a bitch. Um, have you guys, and this is collectively to the internet, uh, have you guys never like heard of what a Sith is supposed to be? Like, that's what they're supposed to be. Arrogant, assholes, backstabby, like they're pieces of shit. Like they, they, they give in to their baser instincts to, to, to greed, to power, to anger. Like that was embodied right there. She was literally goading Obi-Wan into a fight and she was fucking with him the whole time. Like I knew at one point I I tried to write my own star Wars story, like right after Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. Like, how would you fuck with this? And that was one of the things that I did was like, Obi-Wan didn't know Obi-Wan left him there and assumed that he was going to die. And he never knew that he was Darth Vader. And like, I never knew how they were going to reveal that. And this was so fucking good because she weaponized that knowledge. She was just like, oh, and Lord Vader sent me. Oh, oh, fuck. You didn't know. Yeah, he's not dead. Like, and he, like, bravo to Ewan McGregor. Like, the fucking look on his face. Like, I felt that gut punch that he acted. That was incredible. And, like... I, again, more questions like he, Anakin, or once he became Darth Vader, he didn't tell anybody that he was Anakin. And most people assume that Anakin Skywalker died in the purge. They just assume that he got wiped out by the stormtroopers or by Darth Vader. Cause they literally thought Vader was a completely different person. And for her to know that means he told her or the emperor told her, or she figured it out somehow. I don't know, unless she was a kid and she saw him show up. But he killed all them other kids with his lightsaber. Like, why wouldn't he have killed her? Again, something's going on here and I really want to know what's up. 
Um, because at one point, like in the comics, and I, I don't even know how like canon these are, at one point when he's in the Vader suit and he's just mopping the floor with Jedi, like going around and just killing Jedi, at one point he's fucking with one of the Jedi. And the sense of like, like teasing him and antagonizing him, like pushing him. And he makes the other Jedi turn to the dark side for just a second out of anger. Right. And he comes at him like in anger and Vader just like, he's like, fuck you. And like chokes him and like throws him down and then takes off his mask. And he looks him in the eye and he goes, I'm Anakin Skywalker. And then he kills him. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't tell everybody this, like he saves that, like, and he has such a deep seated hatred for the Jedi. Like, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do. And more so, I am so happy that Hayden Christensen is getting a chance to redeem his character mm-hmm. because people, and it's mostly like you said, the old guard of the old trilogy hated the, the prequels, the new guard that liked the prequels, like, you know, hey, they're pretty good. But what ends up happening is, is like he caught so much shit from all of these adults, these 30s and 40s and 50 somethings who were like, you're whiny and you're a bitch and you're this and just hated him now. And he said this in an interview that all of these kids who grew up on the prequels love him and are telling him how much they love him. And like it's it, it's redeeming him. He feels better about Star Wars. There was a while where he was not interested in coming back at all because he right. hated it. He hated the way he was treated. And like, I agree. I actually didn't think he was that bad of an actor. I think he got a shit script and he did the best he could. But honestly, I could see where a whiny kid who's a control freak turns into Darth Vader. I could totally see that. And I'm so looking forward to this. Um, I have it pulled up on my phone. Um, I looked it up on the internet because I wanted to get her name. Vivian Lyra Blair is the child actress who is playing Princess Leia. Fucking bravo. The casting on this was so good. That is a, that is a, I was convinced at first that that was like, they had found a way to clone Carrie Fisher because that was, she was so sassy and and she was such a little pain in the ass. And I was like, this is, this is fucking Carrie Fisher. This is, this is princess layer. This is so great. Like they nailed the casting on that. And she was so funny and cute. And like when she, when she's giving shit to Obi-Wan, she's like, are you even a Jedi? Yeah. Like, fucking lift me up. <laughs> Levitate me, asshole. Like, it was... Right. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly who she should be. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about this series for, for the redemption factors. I don't yeah. like Obi-Wan. I don't like him because I feel like it, this is his fault. And I feel like he was arrogant. And everybody always says, oh, he was the greatest Jedi. He was the greatest Jedi. The way Ewan McGregor is playing this redeems that character for me. Because what? he does have guilt. He does feel bad. It's not like, oh, well, because like the memes of like, hey, here's your father's lightsaber. By the way, he uh, chopped like 35 children to pieces with it. Um, but I chopped off his arms and legs and left him burning on the side of a fiery uh, lava river. Like they're making, he feels bad about this shit. And like, right. and he has PTSD from it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That, yep. That's it. Yeah. And, Again, like I, I'm liking what they're doing with this and it's it's fixing the issues that I had with it because I feel like Anakin had legitimate gripes against the Jedi and like the Jedi as an organization had a lot of fucking faults and he's admitting that Obi-Wan is literally like, yeah, no, we lost, dude. We sucked. We did. We messed up. And like they're they're 
doing something about these flaws that we saw. Like you said, Rambo, um, the prequels, yeah, they had their faults, but like we needed them. And now they're starting to like fill in these gaps that needed to be filled in for decades. Yeah, that that's well, that, that was honestly something I, I wanted to ask both of you, because we've seen that with Marvel, with like Age of Ultron, with WandaVision and with several other things that are coming out, kind of retconning and fixing issues that existed when that movie came out and when it was getting shit on by everyone and rightfully so for the, for the time. But now that, you know, all this time has passed and with, with where the MCU is now, we're seeing that they're making stuff that happened then more relevant to individual characters and to storylines that they want to do going forward. So I was going to ask, like, it's only two episodes, so we don't know where it's going, but, like, do you think that that's kind of what they're trying to do here, kind of using this Kenobi series to kind of, because they can't completely fix it, but maybe like take elements from those prequel movies and kind of fix the things that need to be fixed. And as you kind of alluded to, redeem the performances um, that those characters had. Excuse me. Um, I think... I think that the problem with that question is the implication that it is something to be fixed. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there's, there's, there are flaws throughout the the prequels, and there, but like, there are problems with all of these movies. Um, I, fucking, I point you to Rise of Skywalker in terms of like, you know, storytelling that just doesn't make any fucking sense and just does not come together. Um, I. All right, so I think that they are in a very fortunate position to be able to take the things that work the best and incorporate and really not not incorporate because because they're already incorporated, they're already part of it, but really hammer home that these are the things that you might want to focus on. Essentially, it's it's a way for um, it's a way for like Filoni and Favreau. And, and Deborah Chow and all these people to say to the older generation, hey, um, here are all the things that people liked about these movies. Here are all the things that work about these movies and these stories and how there are elements, whether or not you like them at the time, that do make sense, that do support the, the larger narrative. Um, I think that's what they're doing is, is they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're able to um, really, you know, kind of cherry pick and, and focus on the things that they think work the best uh, and maybe kind of like push off to the side of the stuff that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, isn't such a, a, a great idea. Like the very involved focus on trade settlements and shit in the first movie um a lot of the weird racist caricatures that lucas was a big fan of um yeah right like <laughs> oh, god what do you mean do you think they're supposed to be chinese maybe that's just you being racist um <laughs> um all i gotta say is i got three words for you and they're jar jar binks yep. and oh man Jesus I, christ i i i've been watching a couple of video a uh, couple of video interviews with um with hayden christensen and and uh, Hugh McGregor, and they're talking about, you know, like, what do you, what would you like to see, you know, if anything from the prequels come back? And Christensen is like, 
I really liked working with um, Bach. I'm blanking on his name. Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best. He's yeah. like, I really like working with Ahmad Best. I, I hope that, you know, hey, maybe we can get Jar Jar back at some point and like, you know, have him kind of be redeemed too. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Like, is he, is there, is there not an element in that character or not things you could be, you could do with that character that can change perspective that can um, like you can adapt um, because the character isn't the problem. The writing is the problem. Yep. Um, And yeah, I think if, if, if they're going to do anything or if they are doing anything, it's, it's them getting to like really go back and polish up, you know, things that they think work the best. Yeah. Um, And, and that's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited because (laughs) it's getting to see one of my favorite characters again and giving a, an actor who I really liked in the role, get another chance to, to fix this. Like you said, you know, like smooth out the the spots that maybe were a little rough, but also like focus on the things that were good. Um, This is, this is going to be a great series. I feel Um, the only issue that I have and I, and I think they're going to fix this a little bit, but we'll see. Star Wars is doing this thing where instead of going to spots that have never been explored before, like we got a little bit of Old Republic in the video games, a little bit of Old Republic in the books and shit like that. And like we've had some, they started doing stuff after um, the rebellion. So like basically anything after Return of the Jedi. But like they fill in all these gaps, these, yeah. these gaps that are like, this big you know like let's shove more story in here and like i just wish that they would go to other places i know that we love the familiarity of the characters i love we all love darth vader we all love chewbacca we love boba fett we love the mandalorian like the mandalorian is the first one that really introduced some new characters yeah um but like give me some like the lore itself is a good enough story that you don't need to rely on skywalkers and solos and like you can really build out instead of building on top of that's my only gripe with this but i'm still enjoying the shit out of this and like it's doing things with characters that i really really love um i just want to see other things in other areas and we don't have to be beholden to the same things over and over and over again um that being said i'm I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do with vader and obi-wan because we know that there's another meetup there has to be because they alluded to it in the trilogies. Like in the original trilogy, at one point, like I think it was in Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan says something uh, about like, I thought I could um, not bring it back. No, no, Vader said that. Vader was like, Obi-Wan used to think like you do. Um, but you don't know the power of the dark side. So like, I feel like maybe Obi-Wan, that's part of his guilt is that he didn't try to turn Anakin back. He didn't try to reason with him. He didn't try to save him. He was just like, well, you're a Sith. We got to fight. I appreciate the idea that like, cause, cause that line now carries such different context when, it's, cause you hear, you hear Vader say that. Yeah. And it's, it's this implication of like, no, you don't understand how powerful it is. And like, how like it it sounds like he's saying from the outside it sounds like he's saying you don't know how great this is 
And it could just as easily be him saying, you don't know how strong this addiction is. Like Obi-Wan thought I could just stop and I can't escape this. Like that carries so much extra weight. Like yeah. there is a, there's a, you know, there's a line that is oft uh, uh, referenced in terms of making fun of both Hayden Christensen's performance and Anakin as a whole. And it's about sand. You know, I hate sand. It's, you know, it's, it's what is it? Scratchy and screaming. It gets everywhere. Yeah. And when he's talking about that in that scene, it's, you know, on the surface, it's kind of silly. Like, oh, I don't like sand. Sand is bad. But really, it's a slave child who, or like, like, like a child that was a slave who's talking about the place where he was enslaved. I don't like sand. Why don't you like sand? Oh, because Tatooine, that place where I had to work all the time for nothing, where I was enslaved by a fucking capitalist. Um, Tatooine's covered in sand. So he's, and, and like in the moment, like he's looking down, he doesn't want to make eye contact with Padme. Because um, first she's like, let's go to the beach. And he's like, no, I, no, I can't do it. Because it's fucking triggering for him. Like it's actually like and and the problem is the the dialogue's not especially well written. The direction that Christensen got from Lucas was almost certainly garbage. And there's so much that you that you can find in that in that moment that is like just on the edge of being really good. Yeah, because he was using that sand analogy to to um, uh, shoot a shot with Padme. Cause he was like, he's like, Oh, I love this planet. You know, it's not like what I'm used to, you know, sand, it gets everywhere. Like on Tatooine, it's coarse. And then he's like, but you, you're not coarse. You're soft. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, that's, that's a coping mechanism for him is like, yeah. I'm going to, to like, he, and he's honest mm-hmm. in that moment where he's like, yeah, it's, it's coarse. It gets everywhere. Um, but yeah, he's talking about growing up as a fucking enslaved child. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You're pretty. Let's talk about how pretty you are and how 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 completely different you are from everything I knew until I became yeah. a Padawan. Yeah. And like it it makes perfect sense too that somebody who had been controlled his entire life would have control issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I I at one point, again, as a lot of people who are creative do, like I started writing dialogue that i thought would have fixed shit and like when he after he kills all those tuscan raiders in the second one and he's sitting there in that machine shop and padme finds him like he should have expounded on that dialogue more about how he was trying to fix droids and why he's a good mechanic because i can control this i can fix this if there's a if this droid doesn't work i can go on and i can put in a new motivator i can put in a new capacitor and it fixes it but i can't fucking do that with people like you add a little more dialogue and add a little more depth and that fixes that whole scene. Uh, MC, the, the moment we're talking about is in Attack of the Clones and it's it's the first time that you really start to see Vader peek out. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, he They go back to Tatooine and he finds his mom. Um, and shit goes sideways is yeah. all i'll say yeah uh, <laughs> you need to you need to see yeah like honestly man i, I would start with that one because I, you literally could skip phantom menace other than the lightsaber fight and 
Duel of the Fates is very good. The lightsaber fight is very good. Um, read a synopsis is really all you need. Okay. Um, quite like like I love Neil Neeson. Liam Neeson. His performance is not good enough to make you watch that entire movie. Nope. Um, a lot of people were like, "Oh, the pod racing scene is so great." No, it's nah, not. It's it not. sucks. It's Blame. okay. It, yeah. That's kind of just kind of how I felt about it. It's, it's all right. Yeah, and you can you can watch that. You can watch just those fights and then be done. Darth yeah. Maul is fucking cool, but that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, there's a reason that Machete Order removes that entire movie. Hmm. Like when you like, if you watch in Machete Order, like the not the not the now updated, <coughs> it's like Rogue One and shit, but it goes a New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, now we've learned that Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Then you watch episode two, you watch episode three, so you get the background on how Anakin became Vader. Then you watch uh, um, uh, Return of the Jedi. So now you have the completion of that of that part of the story. Um, and yeah, and it excises, it excises like in episode one entirely. Um, <laughs> It, like there's plenty of clunky dialogue. A lot of that CG did not age well. Um, for some reason, Ewan McGregor's face looks very odd in some scenes where it's like almost like his nose is flat. And I think it has to do with the way it's lit. Um, like there's like fault, like, 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 well, knowing George Lucas, he didn't, he still doesn't. He doesn't really know how to light a scene for what the scene is going to be. He just knows to film shit from multiple angles to get coverage and then fix it in post. And it's like, dude, fucking stop it. Yeah. Like he, apparently he had it, he would he would have arguments with uh I want to say Irvin Kirshner was the director of Empire. Yeah. Um was because Kirshner would like set up a camera, set up his lighting, shoot the scene, and then break and move to something else. And George would be like, Well, no, don't you don't you want to shoot that again from another angle? He's like, No. I have I have what I need, and because Lucas doesn't really know how to make movies that well, um, it's also it's also why Empire looks the most different from most of those movies, yep. is because everything is lit for the scenes that they shot and and the angles that they shot. Whereas A New Hope is very brightly lit and very evenly lit. Because they were shooting from multiple angles. Yeah. And so you had to have it look good, or at least good enough, from multiple angles. Whereas if you're if you're lighting for the scene you're shooting and just that one angle, it's gonna you're gonna light it specifically in that way. Um so yeah. Bear all that in mind, yeah. but they're still worth watching. And the the fucking the fight on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith, yeah, it's like a third of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, but also like, and it's awesome. <laughs> once once he turns to the dark side, Oof. there is some. Ugh, the music is fucking killer. Like he, like it is intense. It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, he's a bad guy now. But there's some scenes that are kind of gratifying. Like when he gets to Mustafar. There's all the bad guys from the Trade Federation, and he just mops the floor with them. And you're just like, that was satisfying <laughs> as fuck. Like. I, I honestly think watch episode two and watch episode three and just like watch the lightsaber duel from, from episode one. And like, you'll, you'll at least appreciate it, but you'll be able to fill in the gaps. Um, okay. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up here, but I wanted to end on, um, you said you got some more information, uh, MC about uh, Kenobi from star Wars day. 
Yeah, so uh, right now the start, you know, Star Wars celebration from May 26th through the 29th is going on. Yeah. So they've they've been having a, a ton of people, ton of actors. That's where all the announcements the other day that the Andor trailer, the announcement for Skeleton Crew, um, um, the teaser for Mandalorian season three, where they're teasing Mando's redemption and a conflict with Bo Katan. Uh, for season three, that's gonna be dope. Uh, but we do have so so there was some other inf- info that came out. Uh, like for example, Hayden Christensen spoke to IGN and revealed that they had a Vader movement specialist on set to make sure that they stayed true to the character. But I think the more interesting thing is th- the second story right here. Um, who, what's the name of the actor who played Palpatine? Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. During the celebration, he addressed the rumors about Palpatine being in and said, don't get your hopes up. Oh, <laughs> but, man. but he did say that a potential prequel series with Tom Hiddleston would be very interesting. Oh, shit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, I'm excited. This is going to be fucking dope. Um yeah so i think we'll wrap up there uh i can't wait for episode uh three of this um in fact uh i might go back and you know what i'm no mites about it i am gonna go back and i'm gonna watch episode two attack of the clones and episode three revenge of the sith in solidarity with you mr mc brooks because and i'm gonna assign this to you rambo you should do this with us as well (laughs) we'll watch it we'll watch it together as a crew and then we'll talk about it um next week when we go over the next episode of uh, obi-wan additionally um we will talk about halo at some point i promise folks um we may even bring in a guest contributor someone you might be familiar with uh we'll work all of that out for you um but big thanks to mc brooks big thanks to james rambo big thanks to everybody out there who is a contributor uh at the great geek refuge we love you we appreciate you but also all you wonderful listeners and hey hi viewers you can see us now um thank you for tuning in to another episode of at the diner we'll come back next week uh same bat time same bat channel and remember together there are no heights that we can't reach Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!